Hello, everybody. And tonight we were reviewing The Princess Bride, going back a bit. Uh, well, we just did Misery, so it's actually not really that far back from that. Uh, and it's actually the same further. director, so I don't know how that worked out. We didn't really do that on purpose. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah. the same screenwriter. Rob Reiner and screenwriter William Goldman. So, yeah, look at that. Two very different movies, uh, both mm-hmm. both uh, popular in their own right. Princess Bride is actually incredibly popular. Uh, a lot of people yes. I know love this movie. It's got high ratings across the board. I think it's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, 8s and 8s oh and 9s wow. for all the other user and critical things. This is a beloved cult classic. It didn't make a lot of movie it is. or movie. It didn't make a lot of money when it first came out, but people go back and watch it. And the people who love this movie, and I know a couple, they love this movie. Um, I had seen it a couple of times before, probably nothing in the past couple of years, but uh have either of you seen it? Nicole, have you seen this before? I never ever saw this movie once mama k i've probably seen it a couple times in its entirety and then you know you see bits and pieces of it and you just say some of the phrases in your everyday life so that's my experience yeah there's a lot of this is one of those movies where it was like fun i guess for people to watch when i was younger but i didn't watch movies up until i was like 24 years old so <laughs> I, never, I never got the up chance until to today yeah. <laughs> i wonder what happened when you turned 24 what uh what changed in your life uh well Weird. the synopsis for princess bride if people do not know a young boy listens a, a young boy listens to while well, that's wrong. This this thing has a typo. This this I didn't even read it. It says a young boy <laughs> listens to while his grandfather A young boy listens while his grandfather reads him The Adventures of Buttercup, played by Robin Wright, the most beautiful woman in the world, and Wesley, Wesley, played by Carrie Elways, the man she loves, in the fairy tale kingdom of Florin. Um, Mm. Yeah. And then fairy tale. Uh, I I remembered a good amount of the stuff from this, as far as the iconic scenes and lines and characters. Uh, There's a lot of stuff I did not remember in this movie. Uh, not having seen it in a yeah. while, but uh, if you have not seen The Princess Bride, it is available on Disney Plus, so that's where it's streaming right now. Uh, I don't know if it's anywhere else. I didn't check because that's where we. I think that's where we all watched it. I don't it. think so because I started in all the other places and then was like, "Where is this playing?" And yeah, so Disney Plus. I know that's not the most common one compared to some of the other, like the Hulu's and the Netflixes and the, and the Primes. But if you have Disney Plus, it is there free. I'm sure it's available to rent other places. So we are going to spoil it if you have any interest in checking it out before we do so. We rate things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, the overall resonance, and f- the overall res- I have not been able to get this right the past couple of weeks. The overall resonance and feel of the movie. Those are the four criteria. And the film uh, starts not in this fairy tale land, but it starts with a sick boy in Chicago uh, who is played by Fred Savage. That same Fred's Fred Savage. And uh, Savage. He, is, uh, he is sick and his grandfather comes in who is played by Columbo. I just uh, have to say right now that they really give you a false representation of how sick this child is in the little blurb that they put on Disney Plus. The closed captions oh, yeah? you're talking about. No, oh. the the blurb of what the the synopsis is. They said a grandfather reads a story to his ailing son. I'm like, oh no, the kid's got cancer or something. I didn't know he was fucking sick from home one day because he wanted to play video games. <laughs> That's true. I, well, I was getting the close captions because at one point they do say they do have in quote, uh, quotations or in a parentheses "ailing boy" like is like as his dialogue, like it's Jesus. coming from "ailing boy." But yeah, no, he's just credited as the grandson, but they call him "ailing boy" on Disney Plus. Um, anyway, like he might have you know an earache or a sore throat or something like that. It didn't seem that but, serious, but uh, anyway, grand, grandfather brings over an old book, and it's got uh, it's got this really all this fantastic, imaginative stuff like love and fighting and fencing and, and kissing, and kissing, and a lot and of kissing, all kinds of crazy stuff. 
Uh, so the movie <laughs> is mostly the story he tells, and we occasionally cut back to him telling it to the grandson, and uh, it's kind of framed that way. You hear his narration over what's happening occasionally. Uh, the main story, the story we are being told, uh, is Buttercup, who lives on a farm and uh, in the fictional country of Florin, and she has a farmhand, Wesley, uh, who uh, basically does whatever she wants as long, and then he says, as you wish, right afterwards, like she'll ask for a pail of water and he'll go as you wish and i guess this means they're they're gonna fall in love pretty quickly here at the beginning because they they give each other nice little looks and stuff uh i don't know how they could fall in love if all he says is as you wish but they do um and then after he leaves to seek his fortune so that he can marry her uh he is attacked by the dread pirate roberts who we will learn more about later he's an infamous pirate character uh and wesley is believed to be dead and then we uh, go five years yeah. into the future. Buttercup is now supposed to be married to a prince, uh, Prince Humperdink. Humperdink. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say. And uh, he is the heir to the throne in Florin. And uh, he, uh, before the wedding, she is kidnapped by three outlaws. Uh, Vizini, who is a short Sicilian man. Uh, the giant from Greenland, uh, Fazique. And uh, Spanish fencing master, Inigo Montoya who seeks revenge against a six-fingered man who killed his father. We hear that a lot. Um, they are they are come upon by a man in a, in a black mask, and uh, this is how the story the story kind Zorro. of... Zorro. Yeah, Zorro, as, as Nicole called him. Man in the black ma- yeah. mask, also of Dread Pirate Roberts, and also who we learn later is is uh, is our missing our missing man from the beginning. Um, Wesley. Wesley, yes. So the first third is him fighting off these three guys in various fashions. Uh, The middle chunk is him meeting back up with Buttercup only to be pursued and uh, captured, uh, recaptured by by Prince Humperdinck and his cronies. And then the final third is a team-up resolution uh, in the story, all sprinkled with grandfather and grandson checking in on us. So that's the the broad strokes of this plot. Uh, I'll start with Nicole tonight. What do you think of the plot of this movie? Um, I mean, the the plot's pretty basic, I suppose. Um, I mean, I've seen many a parody of this movie, not necessarily (laughs) the original. Um, Like I said, I didn't really watch movies prior in my younger years so this never fell into my lap but um definitely have heard all the quotes and and all the things that made this movie so popular um but the plot itself i mean it's fine i think it's pretty straightforward they literally go from point a to point b to point c there's really nothing that hinders them from getting to where they're trying to end up um i don't know if i like that or not i mean Usually I, I don't like blockades in plots, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like when, oh, here comes the, the, the dragon just jumped in front of them. Now they got to get around that type of thing. I don't like that stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe I do appreciate this more. Um, but it's pretty sim- simple. Um, I don't know. How, I guess, is this like a child's movie? I mean, it's rated like, PG. It's It's not specifically for children but i mean it's a family movie i guess okay i i guess yeah. that's why everything is so obvious in it you know like obvious that the masked man is the farmhand and yeah. you know obvious of the of what's gonna happen but i mean it was fine um i'm gonna give it a two Mom, okay i agree with nicole that it does have a simple straightforward plot the thing that i like about it though is the simplicity because I think it is geared toward um, as a family movie. And, you know, I think it's something that might not, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's something that might not play as well right now because we, we kind of get spoiled by having, you know, really intricate plots that we have to really pay attention to and, you know, blink and you'll miss something really important kind of thing. And this isn't like that, you know, it's an easy, peaceful watch. Mm-hmm. Um there's there really isn't any you know any any strange goings on everything is laid out for you um but i kind of like that what i do also like about it is that it's being told uh it's not just a fairy tale where you're watching the fairy tale you're having it you know it's being told to you by the grandfather to the grandson and 
that's another thing that I don't know that would happen at this, you know, this boy's age. He's probably what, nine, maybe? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, and he's playing a video game at the beginning. Um, and I just think that now there's so much more of that that it would be really hard to... Uh, oh, this would never get, happen in modern day. To get yeah. a nine-year-old's... I mean, you might be able to get a six-year-old's attention like that, um, but I don't know that you'd be able to keep a nine-year-old's attention. Um, and I think we were sort of just entering that phase because, I mean, that was the time when... You know, video uh, arcades were really popular. And I think that, I mean, it kind of feels a little bit like this is a last ditch effort to kind of hold on to that kind of old way of of parenting and grandparenting and doing things and being a family and having time together. So um, I appreciate it for that piece. Um, and I do like that it's just a simple, it's a simple little plot. There's not, you know, it's not nine movies long um so that's nice you can wrap it up it's a nice hour and a half a little more than an hour and a half to watch the movie and anybody can watch it there's nothing that's you know there's a little bit of gore in it but that's it's nothing truly truly violent it's like you know it's easy violence that's a weird thing to say um <laughs> so i'm gonna give the plot of this movie a three and a half um so what i did not remember about this movie is how self-aware kind of hokey it is uh i didn't i remembered it being a little bit more it's straightforward but i remember it being a little more not serious per se because i knew it had the jokes and the lines but it's a very plot driven yeah it feels a lot more plot uh, well it just feels a lot more um it's a lot more campy than i remembered like kind of on purpose like the the well when we get to the characters they're kind of all over the map but like all the 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 way we get from place to place is very is it's kind of hokey it doesn't it doesn't actually like like it's not like a very it doesn't take itself very seriously um and i think the only reason yeah. that works at all is because we're being told the story from the grandfather if this is just the if the movie yeah. doesn't have that as a framing device i don't think this works at really at all because no i think you're i think you're right that's that's integral the way that it's being told because we yeah because we're being told it as a fairy tale and it's not like an a modern adaptation of a fairy tale story into a movie because it's literally being read out of a book by old man to his to his grandson and you know again 35 years ago then you can be you can kind of be along with it more if, if you choose to be um, but like the you know the way like when they're about to get into a fight and they take 20 minutes to have a conversation with each other and and be very respectful <laughs> about it. The, the 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 weirdo characters they meet are very over the top, and their torture devices are weird, and the sets are obvious, and the swords are flimsy. It's just a lot. It's a lot closer to Monty Python than I remembered it being. I remembered it being a much a, a more a more serious That's movie. That's pretty than much it is. what I saw as I was watching it too. It's not sketches like Monty Python, but it it's closer in tone. It kind of is though. I mean, you've got acts like Act One is when they're climbing up the cliff and act two is when they're he's fighting with the giant act three is when he's trying to outsmart the other guy like it does go in those that sense yeah i I get what you're saying it's um i think it has some elements of that i think uh, like the giant rats i think if that were pulled out it would play a little bit differently for me because that i don't remember that at all and then as i'm watching it i'm like and we did just do Monty Python not that long ago. I was like, "Wow, wow." <laughs> well, the t- that's another thing. <laughs> you know, when we get to like characters and how they each interact, as well as the overall like t- the tone of this movie is all over the place. It is very, very tonally not consistent, uh, and I feel like the characters are in different. So let's get into the characters. I'm gonna give the plot. Yeah. I'll st- I'll stick in the middle for now and give it a three. But I think I'll, I'll start to sway one way or the other as we go, because uh, the characters for me feel like they are all in different movies, like and they're all interacting together, like kind of in incongru incongruously. Is that the right way to say that? Because um, yeah. you got we got Wesley. Uh, who's like our lead, and then Buttercup's the princess, Inigo Montoya, uh, Vizini, and Fezik are the three uh, like bandit guys with varying personalities and stuff to do. Uh, Prince Humperdinck and Count Tyrone Rugen, Rugen, 
uh, we haven't really talked about him, Chris Christopher Guest's character. And then we have a bunch of yeah. like little weirdos that we meet, like uh, Miracle Max and his wife, impressive clergyman is what he's credited as, the man who does the marriage <laughs> brings us together, uh, the albino guy. There's just a lot of other like weirdo characters we get. So, Mama K, what do you think of these characters? I don't know that I think of them as incongruous. I think of them as being, because they're from a fairy tale that someone is reading, I feel like they are just sort of... You know, they're all or nothing type of characters. They're they're pretty one dimensional. So um, and I and I think sometimes that might be hard to play. And I think they weren't playing it for camp, but they also weren't playing it for reality. They were kind of walking a really weird thin line, um, which I think they did pretty well. I mean, there were the rat scene I thought was campy. And maybe that's why I don't remember it, where I just like kind of pushed that out of my head that that happened. Yeah, I don't know. There, um, it's always hard seeing Andre the Giant doing anything but like chucking people out of a wrestling ring. So he he kind of takes me out a little bit when 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 I'm there. Well, he's throwing <laughs> when, plastic when he's boulders at people. I mean, he doesn't really, you know. He is. <laughs> yeah, he is. And when he's, you know, and he does this straight when he's in the castle and he's like trying to rush somewhere, he's actually just barely walking. So it's like you can tell he's. I, I you watched know, a documentary pretty... on Andre the Giant. They talked about his, you know, he had terrible health problems toward the end of his life. And even though this yeah. is like five or six years before he died, he was already like not doing well when they filmed this. Like he had to take a lot of breaks. Yeah, you could tell he cannot run from place to place. He has to kind of hobble. Right. So yeah, you could tell he's already kind of in rough shape when they made this. Yeah, and it was kind of funny that, you know, we we decided we were going to do this movie and I'm looking at um, Instagram this morning or last night, I can't remember which, and uh, Fred Savage posted about how he his favorite thing in the whole world was every you know he met andre the giant on the movie even though they were never in the same set together yep. and that's what he was waiting for the most in the movie and he met him and he used to get christmas cards from him every year until he died Aww. until andre the giant died and that was like his favorite thing in the world that's awesome. was to you know meet him and get those christmas and i was just like oh, that's that's so sweet and timely and very cool if anyone has um, hbo the andre the giant documentary is one of my favorite documentaries i've ever seen even if you're not a wrestling fan he is a fan very interesting person it's a tearjerker but uh go on okay sorry i had to i had to insert that extra plug <laughs> yeah well that's good so he, t- he he takes me out of it a little bit and and i think a lo- uh, some of the other time i was spending looking at people going wow this was them 30 years ago you're, you're looking at robin wright and i'm used to seeing her in house of cards now where she's definitely not princess buttercup nope <laughs> uh, in that and uh like mandy patinkin went on to do a lot of different roles doctors and saint elsewhere and and uh, criminal minds and all of that kind of stuff and i'm you know kind of thinking about that billy crystal uh all of that kind of stuff and and just thinking that you know this at the time when this movie came out i think it was just you know, sort of campy. And I think it was okay for the characters to be the the way they are. And I thought that they did live in a world together. Some of the, some of the ancillary characters were a little strange. Uh, the albino character was sort of like, <laughs> I guess during that time, people, there was a lot of albino characters in movies. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Lethal weapon had one, uh, you know, maybe that's what was happening then. I don't know. Um, but as far as the people playing the characters and how well they did, you know, kind of owning up to the campiness or not campiness of the of the film, I'm going to give the those characters a four. What do you think, oh. Nicole? Um, I have to say I am thoroughly disgusted by most of, most of these characters. <laughs> uh, I but not Wesley. I mean, you know, I never thought about it, but man, he's a little cute. He was very cute. He's not yeah. one of the ones that disgust me. I, <laughs> I fantasy is not my genre. I can tell you that much, and I hate. I, I I respect the art, but I am not a fan of prosthetics. <laughs> Just freak me the fuck out. No. Um, so <laughs> the albino guy with the herpes lip and the the weird miracle, miracle Max. people with their yeah. goofy noses and like tree trunk skin. I I, can't, I hate that kind of shit. Like I do not <laughs> like that. Um, so that really did not grab my attention that way. I did not care much for i guess that's more visual appeal but it just made me uncomfortable to watch those characters so um you know that wasn't that was not my favorite part of this um 
I like our main characters as a as a group. Um, I think that the three of them kind of, well, the three thieves or whatever, kind of, you know, put a fun spin on it because it does add a lightheartedness to it. You know, they're all kind of dopey and, and doofy in their own way. And that makes it enjoyable to watch. But it, I don't like them. I just, I don't like the, I don't like the campiness of it. I don't think that they're particularly funny or I don't know what their portrayal was supposed to be, but whatever it was, I'm confused on it. So I just don't care much for it. Um, I, I, I'm a little, I, I understand that part of it because I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I get the purpose of why they came in to, you know, kidnap her, but it was never, it never felt like she was truly in danger. Yeah. Um, you why know, were they that, kidnapping that was, her? Maybe I'm missing that. Well, I mean, I'm assuming I don't remember. They want to like start it, a war. They were going to hold a ransom. They want to like start a war for some reason, and they're going to get paid to start a war. I don't know why, but that like they're taking them to the enemy side, and like you know, the king at the times is threatening to kill her too for some other weird reason. I don't get the whole. There seems to right. be like trying to start a conflict with the other side, but we don't get the other side. I don't really know what any of that is. I think that's just plop. plop. Yeah, when actually she's just like a farm girl. I mean, right? None of it. And she'll she's until she's betrothed to you know the uh, that other guy. It's a very confusing aspect. That's why it doesn't feel serious. It feels like so. It feels like it feels more like parodied of like what we think of in a fairy tale, and then like kind of exacerbated but it doesn't but it doesn't lean in all the way it still tries to have some like serious moments there's some some, yeah there's some serious aspects of it like this guy's trying to get revenge for his father being killed and um you know she's talking about suicide like there's some serious stuff happening in it so yeah but none of it's ever ever treated seriously but then we have when they're in the sword fight as you point out nicole they're doing like gymnastics off a bar while they swing around and and play sword (laughs) fight because they you know they they have a million chances to kill each other and they don't because they're respectable gentlemen or whatever the hell they say for 10 minutes yeah i mean i don't know (laughs) i like that scene (laughs) i mean it's a very confusing feeling i'm supposed to be getting from it and i that's what leads me to believe that this was just kind of geared towards children because I feel like if I was an adult watching it, like I would be entertained, but not in the right, like not in the right sense. I don't know. It's hard to describe how I'm feeling about it. But anywho, what I can't even, I don't remember their names. The main love interests. Buttercup. I think that they're the best. Yeah. And Wesley. Yeah. And Wesley. I think they're the best characters. I am rooting for them the whole time. I'm really hoping that nothing happens to him and, um like i just that's the that was the driving force of me finishing the movie (laughs) is to see if he lived or not so um i i'm gonna have to give the the characters a two on this one also uh all right so i'm gonna talk about why i think this there in incongruous like the all these characters i i don't i feel like they're all acting very differently or maybe they were told to act differently or not given enough direction to act together because like wesley feels a little winky to me like he feels a little like he he knows he has he has his long like like insult dialogue scenes that are that are good but it i always feels like he's in on it and then you look at like you know his love interest is buttercup who is the straightest character in the movie she does not at no point is she jokey jokey but she, and she's always she always comes off as pretty like kind of playing it straight and and then you get Inigo Montoya who's like straight out of like a soap opera like a like a tele, like Telemundo soap opera <laughs> and then I like and then you have distracting things like like Andre the Giants here and then you have like the albino guy we already said Billy Crystal I don't know what he's doing I really don't know what the clergyman is doing at the end when he's marrying them I I don't I don't I, Wallace Shawn is in like another universe like he he, oh, he doesn't like he feels like I didn't even want to talk about straight it. out of like my dinner with Andre Wallace Shawn he doesn't even fit in this world I, and I don't I barely even think about our villains the 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 prince and the count like I I they just when they're on they're kind of they're kind of poison on the screen they 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 suck away from the more fun zany characters I don't feel like any of these characters are in the same movie or if if they are they're like they just there's no there's no continuity between them I don't know it, this this movie is so tonally all over the place there's still stuff I like I like the Wallace Shawn 
poison scene that everyone l- l- likes. That's a great. That's yeah. a great scene. The beginning is great. The three fights at the beginning are great. The rope climb is good. Yeah. And then we get to the middle, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then we get to some of the weirdo characters, and I'm like, eh, it's a hit or miss. And then, you know. It really does take a turn after that. The first like, third, what, like, like, third is pretty good, I'd say. The feeling of the movie is different. It's constantly different, though. Like, I don't ever, I can never get a handle mm-hmm. on it. And then we flip, flip back to the kid and the and the grandfather, and I don't really care for any of those scenes, but, like, we, at least it's there to frame the weirdness. Because if that wasn't there to frame the weirdness, then it would just be, a, a, a like, a tonally messy farce. Uh, so, I I mean, I, st- I, I, it sounds like I'm shitting all over it, but I still kind of enjoy parts of it, but it really is all over the place. I'll give the characters, like, a 2-5, because they're just as all over the place as as the movie is, tonally. Um, the visual and sound, there's some... F- some interesting, interesting stuff here. I think I think a lot of it's played on purpose, but again, like the tone, it's hard to tell. Nicole, what do you think of that? I actually don't have much to say about it, um, except what I've already stated is that I really didn't care for the prosthetics of the characters. It grossed me out for some reason. Um, it's just not it's not my style. It looked old. It felt old. I like that they cast Andre the Giant in this. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, so I I. I like that they used him as a giant in this sake, <laughs> just for the sheer, pur- sheer purpose of him being in the movie. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I really showed my hand of how much I really disliked watching this movie. So I think that's where this kind of starts to come into fruition. I did not like this movie at all. Um, so I don't have anything positive to say about it. So I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Give it like a, a one and a half. Mom, okay. Yeah, uh, I I think I I think I know where you're going to be going, Brennan, with this whole. Is this on purpose or is this not on purpose? I can't um, tell. I, think I have it, no I idea. Think, I think there's a lot of it that is by design. Um, I don't know about the rest of it though. You know, there's um there's a lot of choreography and music that are that coincide and i don't think that's a coincidence even though those are that's the root of the same word um i think that that that's definitely planned sword fights particularly uh running montages horses all of that kind of stuff um i feel like musically there's a the the score behind it supports that but when that's not happening and it's just sort of this bucolic background it's really flat and boring for me. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure if that's by design or not. Um, It could be, it could be that it's like, this is, look at this beautiful scenery. It's not a, you know, there's, we're not going to have big sweeping aria music. It's just going to be this very calm, really flat kind of background music. Um, That's not really portraying fairy tale. Like, like they're wanting to. Yeah, but I don't know that. Um, I, I'm not sure we're up to the time when uh, everything is, you know, in 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 history in the mid '80s. I don't think we're up to the time where everything is like so brash and uh, you know, out there. And you know, this this movie's sort of in a tween stage. It's it, it's kind of it's in the John Hughes stage of movies. I, just, I wish I knew what not... it was going for so I could give it the credit one way or the other. I wish I knew if it were, if it were trying to be like fairly serious with a few jokes or if it was trying to be a farce. And if it's trying to walk the line, it's very, it doesn't feel like it's walking. It feels like it's ski jumping it. It's very, it's all over the place. And I, I wish I knew if, it, if yeah, that was know. by design and like, like if it was closer to a Monty Python or if it was closer to like, I don't know, like an Indiana Jones where it's got, you know, it's more serious, but it's got funny stuff. Or is it supposed to be super yeah. farcical? It feels like it's kind of, a, if I'm going to take two things with similar theme and time period as far as being made, that's kind of what I could comp between. And it feels, I don't, right. if it's trying to do one or the other, I don't think it's really succeeding at either. I think I like it better in the farce world. I think when it's when it's when it's being ridiculous, I like it a little more. And then when it tries to rein it yeah. in, I don't know if it's, be, it's successful yeah. in doing that because of how ridiculous some of it is. I think it's more. I think it more. It's more leaning toward that. I think that was the goal was to lean more toward that. I mean, um, particularly if you take some of the actors, the choices that they made for characters. I mean, that's definitely. 
you know, the more comedic route that you're going to go, the people that they picked for the people that you maybe don't like as much that are the more serious actors. Um, you know, they, they, I feel like they did that on purpose as well. I think there's a lot that's purposeful in this movie and maybe, I mean, are you stuck between whether they did such a good job that you're not really sure about it? No. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I know, Nicole I know a... you're not. I know Nicole is not. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to like, just understand like... what they wanted to do. So I could be like, okay, you succeeded at this. You didn't succeed at this. But right now, I, it's hard to give it credit without knowing what the goal was. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I don't disagree with that. I just, I, I think I'm giving it more credit because I think it was trying to uh, sort of skirt a line that hadn't been really attempted yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, farcical movies are not kids movies. And this is really, this was really geared to be a family film. You could tell. Yeah, so I think, I think there was a, just a lot of things that they had to think about and kind of put into a very simplistic movie. And the, the whole tonally, you're right. It goes all over the place. There's, you know, when they're running through, the castle i am just like it's it's it was filmed in a real castle mm-hmm. and it looks like the worst set that you could ever see like <laughs> how did they do that <laughs> you know how did you film something on property and have it look so you know, it's it's almost like everything is overlit maybe maybe that's the budget of the there's a lot of stuff that 16 looks... million so i mean not high but not i mean for for mid 80s it's not but nothing then, like yeah. I, I don't know i maybe i yeah. eh, it's hard to tell and cinematography, it could just be, I mean, it could be chalked up to really bad cinematography. I was not impressed with a lot of uh, that kind of stuff, I guess. And and I don't know. I, I think in general, Rob Reiner is a pretty fair director that he's not, you know, he's not going to do anything extreme, but he's he's going to be pretty middle of the road there. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I guess I want to really know. I was hoping that somebody was going to be a super champion of this movie because there's a lot of people that are. And then I would want to be talk to me. Tell me what exactly it is. Um, I feel the same. Am way. I, I, I feel kind of bad. Honestly, that none of us are that, that I... person. I'm usually the closest to that person. No. Like, yeah. This doesn't hit. This doesn't you hit are. for me. And like we, we talked to Jess. She's seen this a lot of times and she has. A complex relationship with it. It sounds like she likes part of it, but she w- she was forced to watch it a lot as a kid on field trips. We don't need to get into all that, but she has a complicated thing. She did not want to do this movie, but uh, none of us here are champions. Right. We're all coming in kind of with a more modern perspective. We we don't have a nostalgia pull. Yeah, right. And I would love to have that because I do. I like it. I like this movie. And and there are times though when I like really bad movies, and there are times when I like really good movies. I'm just not sure what this is. So, um. But as far as visual and sound, I, I want to err on the side of being kind because I really do think that the, there were things that they were trying to do in this that were deliberate. And uh, that's really um, that, you know, lends itself to what was going on. So uh, having said that, I got to go middle of the road, though, because I, I really feel like the soundtrack held back. Uh, I'm going to give it a three. So if we're looking at the first third, which is the part I like, this is where like everything looks kind of like cheesy and corny, and like that's actually when I'm enjoying it the most. Like when they're climbing that rope, and the, there's the faraway shots, <laughs> and you can tell that something's just pulling yeah. Andre the Giant up, but like he's he's trying to like keep pace with pulling. <laughs> like it's just so obvious, oh, like and that, like, yeah. but I thought that was right. on, I didn't think that was like bad choice. Obvious, I thought that was on purpose. Obvious, I was like, oh okay, I didn't remember this movie being this tone, but we're gonna go with this, and it kind of sticks yeah. with it for a while. The Nico. I- I kind of have the opposite feeling of that. I don't feel like it was intentional at all. You think it's just bad? That's why this, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do. I guess your mileage will vary this is the, then. This is if, the... you're, if you if you're if you buy into it. Like I didn't believe I didn't believe that the the metal monkey bar was supposed to be seen either. I just I don't believe that. What about the? T- I don't believe that the boulders were supposed to look like foam. I don't. Huh. Well, I was going to point all that stuff out as stuff I liked, I guess, because I like. Well, I, no, it's okay. I mean. Like, everything I, you just pointed to was, uh, and then when they, you know, Wallace Shawn does this crazy, like, oh, you think I know, but I can't, you know, I switch to this side, so obviously I cannot pick this cup. Like, that's all good. And then he just falls over to the side. I'm like, okay, that's got to be silly. That can't be on purpose. <laughs> then Robin Wright and, 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 uh, and Carrie always have, like, this really intense talk about, like, how he... Her love was taken away, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. And then they tumble down the hill, and he and he's going, as you right. wish. 
fish. I'm like, okay, so are we actually just being silly again? And then they fight the rodents, and then there's all the weird characters. But every time we cut to the prince and the count, they're like real serious about it. Like they got a little devilish right. thing, but it's it's nothing above like an, an any average '80s villain. Like it's not it's not to the level of the the, the hill tumbling and the foam boulders. Like it's just I, I, I wish I knew what it was trying to convey better. Um, and if I'm gonna be generous, I kind of with Mama K, I'll give it a three. The the music you cannot really there's not really much to defend there. The, the they did that thing sometimes where like like when the guy was trying to kick the when Nigo was trying to kick the door down the the horns would line up when he kicked the door they did that kind of stuff which is fine right. but like there's just no right. standouts for me in the in the sound department so I'll I'll give it a three because I like the silly visuals when when it's that and then it, it just I just wish it I wish it picked a lane a little better um, but you know the the end of this movie I guess we're we're kind of there. Um, Wesley outsmarts uh, outsmarts Humperdinck. He's he's like partially paralyzed because he died from the suction cup machine, but he got brought back to life, but only partially. Like he he was only he wasn't fully dead. He was mostly dead. See, so he was in a he- okay. So now that you're saying this, how can you not think that this is farcical? You know what I mean when you're saying these words that are exactly what was happening. Yeah, I mean. The suction cup machine and he was only partially dead i mean these are like you know it just, what i mean it, it's, it's a it farce. feels like that but it's, like when when he's being tortured by the suction cup machine the music and the way people are reacting doesn't feel funny it feels like actually not, like like evil i'm not charmed <laughs> nicole is not charmed <laughs> i'm not charmed <laughs> Nicole is not charmed. And then <laughs> when Anigo is Anigo has his has uh, has yep. uh, the count cornered and he's repeating his line over and over again. It doesn't. I mean, I, I don't. It doesn't feel f- like funny there. It feels like he's really trying to avenge his father. And like he he's like it, it. There's just too much of like it's it feels serious. Or if it's trying to be funny, it's not funny to me. In which case, it it makes all mm-hmm. the the farce stuff feel. It just makes it not work together, and not, nothing's work. It doesn't work right. together for me. I see that. Um, but you know, they they yeah. he tricks uh, he tricks uh, uh, the prince into thinking that he's gonna kick his ass when really he's mostly paralyzed. So they tie him up. Right, and the prince just acquiesces. That's yeah, what he I just love gives about up. it. It's like he's still laying in the bed, and he's like, okay, yeah, because <laughs> he did his whole <laughs> thing about cutting his eyes out and just down to his wrists, and you go, I'll leave your ears so I right. can scream at your hideousness. Anyway, the the fo- Wesley rides away with Buttercup <laughs> and Nigo and Physique after uh, after Physique finds some horses. Again, another long, weird scene where he's talking about finding the horses. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, so then they have the the kiss. We cut back to the to the grandson of the grandfather. He's like, oh, I don't know if you want me to read this part. You don't like kissing. And then he's like, well, you could read the end, I guess. And then he's like, oh, they, they kissed the end. They shared oh, okay. the most passionate kiss. It. There was a top five kisses before this, but it it was even better than that. And then uh, that's that's yeah. how it ends. And then he's like, Grandpa, can you come over and read the story again another day? And he's like, "As you wish." There you go. That's that is the Princess Bride. Um, Sue, so, uh, Nicole, resonance and feel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm just reading. She's got a zero. I'm reading through reviews on Google right now because people love this. We are in the again. We are. I yeah. I feel like I'm gonna get so much hate for me shitting on this so much but i am failing to see where the cult classicness of this movie comes from maybe it's the dialogue i don't know i can't i can't pinpoint what makes people want to watch this over and over again like i don't know i just was so <laughs> bored and I wasn't laughing, and maybe it's because I'm an adult now, and I don't think that doink on the head is funny with a hammer anymore. I don't know. Unless it's but to a cartoon some, llama. But some, well, <laughs> let's not bring that into this. <laughs> it it kind of has some reminiscent qualities of it. Someone gets kidnapped, and they have to go try to find it before they get to the kingdom. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. I was not surprised. But, um... Uh-huh. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I don't I I don't want to hate this because I want to see what everybody else sees in it, but at the same time I was not impressed with the flow of the of the comedy versus seriousness that we've already been discussing. I completely agree with that. Um I 
I don't know where to land on how I'm supposed to feel while watching this. And most of the characters are kind of annoying to me. I, I don't feel bad for never seeing this before. <laughs> um, so I'm so sorry to Princess Bride lovers, but I'm going to have to just give this, going to have to give it a one for, for my resonance and feel. Mom, okay. I'm giving this movie a five for resonance and feel, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> oh my god, I, Nicole choked on her, for... on her uh, hard side or her hard seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is why because this is a movie that I've seen, you know, off, you know, off and on bits and pieces, more in bits and pieces. I think than like I don't think I've ever actually just sat down to watch this movie. It's not that. Uh, and it's also not if it's on TV and I, I'm scrolling and, and it's there. I'm like, well, maybe I'll catch it. It's just sort of like if it's on kind of thing. But it has some of the most um, iconic lines, things that, you know, people say a lot. And I think that it's just there's there's something about it that is charming about maybe the time period that it came about in. And I think that it, I'm sure that. You know, it runs the gamut for people who really, really love it, that there are young people and older people that really, really love it. But I, I want to be able to see that, but I don't. But I want to be able to give it a good grade. And I think this is where I can give it the good grade, because how many times is it not, you know, somebody's leaving your house and you're like, have fun storming the castle or, you know, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to you die. You said that to me all the time. All the of child. that stuff. People's. I know. And and I'm pretty sure you said it back to me. So, you Maybe know, that's where the those kind of things lies, because I didn't i i i as an adult have understood where the the quotes have come from but i never watched this as a kid and i don't think that my mom ever watched it with near me with me so i would have never even had those re points of reference and she never threatened to kill you well, that's i mean so. maybe in other ways and and apparently <laughs> apparently i apparently i did so that's many movie that's, quotes that's part of, you know <laughs> Yeah, parenting 101 and lots of yeah we do throw i mean you did grow up basically you know throwing movie quotes all around yeah. so um yeah so i i think for that it really does it's part of you know and this is one of those movies where it's like if you're gonna see 100 movies this is one of the ones you have to see kind of stuff i gotta check so, that poster um, we have probably there is something probably yeah it probably is and you know maybe we can visit and read a little bit about why it is that we don't resonate with this story as much as we feel like we should because i really do feel like it is one of these things where it's like i am missing something um but i i do have a strong resonance and feel because i i say the things and and i know what i'm talking i know why i'm saying them um so i'm defending my five i will defend my five before you Solid say brennan there's mm -hmm. a google review four hours ago as we're discussing this for the princess bride like how what are the fucking chances the first line in the review says this movie was unlike any movie movie i had ever seen what okay um well i mean that might be a true well, maybe story. that guy's only seen like four or five movies <laughs> <laughs> it's it's unique and so it's got unique aspects to it it does feel it feels classic um because because of the way it's it's just yeah. a, you know a sweeping fairy tale um but I, i'm kind of with all okay and like i have to give it like a leg more of a legacy grade here other like more so than like my because my literal enjoyment of this movie varied pretty hard. I was in it, and then I was out, and then I was mostly out. I liked the beginning. Um, I liked some of the scenes individually. Um, and yeah, quotes quotes overwhelm this. I, I really love the Wallace Shaw and Poison fight, or the, the Poison battle. I really yes. do love that scene. And then you've you yes. know, the reveal that he poisoned both, but he was building a tolerance. So it just there's, there's some really good <laughs> classic stuff in here. Um, it doesn't... And I think catching it on TV and catching it in 15 minute bursts is the best way to watch this because I don't think you should watch an hour and 40 minutes of this. I think you should watch 15 minutes and then nothing and then another five minutes and then another seven minutes. Like, I think that's the way to watch this because just watch the real, like watch you. I'd never endorse this for movies, but like, this is like one where it probably, you would probably like it better if you just watch the highlight best of Princess Bride on a YouTube clips I hate watching movies that way. That's a stupid way to do it. But for this movie, I really, I think, I think people would like it more. Maybe that's why people nowadays like it more. It's because they really didn't, they watched it on TV in parts when they were younger or whatever. And that's why 
they just remember the really good stuff. I mean, that doesn't really explain why critical reviews are so great about it. Maybe this was just really groundbreaking 30, 33 years ago. And we just don't get it because we didn't, it wasn't a nostalgia point. I'll still give it a four for the resonance of feel Um, highest grade on that because it does have a cultural resonance that I, I can't ignore because I am aware of it. I, you know, I, 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 it's around and I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm giving it points. I need to give it points because there, there are points to be given. I I see where the points are, but uh, as a movie as a whole, I don't, I don't quite fully understand why it's as popular as it is, but we're at the end. I'll start with Nicole, the easy one. Would you recommend the princess bride? You think that um, my response will be so easy, right? I have to say, like, yeah. (laughs) No, I I have to say, I. It's so hard for me to to explain how I want to say this, but like, if it comes to a movie that's deemed quote cult classic for whatever reason it may be, it needs to be watched. It needs hmm. to be seen in order to understand why it's a classic, why people keep going back to it 30, 40 years later, and you know what it means in terms of pop culture and references for today's TV and movies. Like, I know we brought up when we did Misery, like, just off the top of my head, Family Guy, I'm sure, has also made things about Princess Bride. Like, it's just something yeah, that... Yeah, there's references and everything. everything. Yeah, it, It's all over. And in order to understand why things are made that way now, you need to understand what the origins are. So I think you should watch it in order to understand how directors and producers take elements of what's already been made in the past and try to redirect them and make them something fresh and new. So I'm, I am going to recommend watching this. Um, if it was something else, I might not say the same, but this has such a stigma around it of being such a classic film for 35 years that I think you need to watch it. Hmm. That does surprise me a little bit. Okay. Wow. That's a really enlightened point of view, Nicole. I'm very, I'm I'm proud of that. That's nice. Um, I'm going to recommend this movie for probably, I mean, a lot of the same reasons actually that Nicole just said, um, I did enjoy it. I, um, yeah, it just gives, it just warms my heart a little bit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm a pretty romantic person. So I think that's part of it for me. Um, but I do think it is one of those movies that, you know, you have to watch. It's, you know, I'm in a blasphemy right now, but you know, it's Godfather. You have to watch Godfather. You just do. You have to watch Princess Bride. Um, so yeah, watch this movie. Yeah, I don't. I don't share the same like. Even though I, you know, I watch the most movies here, just like per capita. I, I, uh, I don't share the. If it's a classic, you need to watch it. You know, like what's what's like a modern cult like Train Spotting, modern cult classic. People love that movie. I would never recommend that. I hate that movie, and I stand by it. I don't think it's good, and I don't think it. I don't think you should watch it. I don't care if people love Train Spotting. It's stupid. It's not a good movie. Don't watch that. Uh, so I would say that about this if that's kind of how I felt, but I don't. I enjoyed enough of this. Um, there is enough good stuff in here to to like. It's not a cohesive movie. It's not a. I. It's hard to even really call it a good movie. By the way, I kind of grade movies, but I think there's enough in here to enjoy. Um, especially if you can handle older movies. I know that's a hard hard thing for some people, but um, I'm gonna kind of soft recommend it. Um, you know, it's it's got the classic status, uh, but I think more than that, there's enough to actually just kind of enjoy. And it's pretty. It's an hour and a half. It's a breezy watch. So, you know. I have to tell you right now, and this has come up a few times, so I'm just going to say it right now, that my heart breaks when I hear the phrase older movies and movies. I mean, this is a movie that happened after I graduated from college. So when I say when when I hear the phrase older movies, I think of, uh, you know, Casablanca. Okay, those and, are ancient movies. Um, those are know, movies from. It happened one night. Those, <laughs> those are movies from when they didn't have but color That yet. is my I point mean... of reference for older movies. So I'm just. Okay, if a know, movie came out before, like, you know, I, I got to imagine a big portion of our audience is under the age of what, 30, like at least half of them are under the age of 33. So if it's older than a lot of the people listening, I mean, that's old. That's kind of. You know, that's an older audience, I would say. Maybe maybe we have a higher a higher degree of people in Mama K's age demographic than I than I assume. But 
you know, if it's we've kind <laughs> having having Probably Jess on the not. show, we've kind of shifted our our definition of older movies to 20th century versus 21st century movies. Um, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, kinda, it did. yeah, it, it you know. <laughs> But, uh, okay, so three recommends with qualifiers all around, but three recommends nonetheless for The Princess Bride. Um, I don't think any of us love yeah. this movie like the cult classic people do, but I think we all in different ways recognize something in it uh, that gives it something. Uh, I think that's the best we're going to do on this one. So uh, We got coming up next a couple more listener suggestions. We're doing some modern movies made in the past couple years, not to... Not uh, this 30-year-old stuff. We're going to move to the modern uh, era. We are doing two found footage horror movies, Creep and Creep 2. Those are both available on Netflix. Uh, very quick watches. Hour 15, hour 20. So if you are interested in that. Well, that sounds newfangled to me. Yeah. You're, don't worry. You're not on. It's, it's horror. So you're not on those ones, even though you yeah, no. perfectly no. fine. But. No, I'll be sipping margaritas on those So days. we got those coming up. We have August Osage County coming up. Uh, and then we got some more slots open for listener suggestions. Uh, no word on theater theater stuff yet. Right now, I think we're kind of soft targeting July. I think a lot of stuff in July is still scheduled to come out to whatever theaters open back up. Uh, but we that's, you know, that's a moving target, obviously. So for the next at least... Month and change, month and month or two months, we are just sticking to the streaming services. So please recommend stuff to us, because otherwise we'll just start picking crap like Extraction or the Willoughby's. Uh, Films with the women in my life on Facebook. You can reach out to me. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. You can reach out to Mama K on Twitter at Films Women Pod, and you can email the show Films with the Women at gmail.com. Thank you guys for being on for Princess Bride. Yes. As you wish. Oh. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That was an inconceivable ending. Inconceivable. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.